Welcome to Paper Tuesdays with Michael Dwyer and Mark Halpin. Uh, Michael, how are you getting on today? Fantastic, and it's a great pleasure to have a honey badger with us. And it is the one and only Mickey Burke, the honey badger, all the way from Longwood in County Mead. How are you, Mickey? I'm good, lads. It's a pleasure to be talking to you as well. Not a bother me. I'm great, thank God. Deadly, deadly. The honey badger mentality. Give us, tell us, uh, Mickey, your your story is a brilliant one. You know, it shows how you know if you apply yourself to anything, you will reap the rewards from it in developing a personal de- discipline. You're how many years have you been playing with Meads since you were eighteen? Yeah, yeah. Uh, since all four, um, I made my debut. So I'm there a long time. Um, something I love, something I enjoy, lads. So. I'll keep going as long as I'm kind of contributing and wanted, I suppose. I think so. I think that I wouldn't be surprised if you get a call back in after all these videos. I tell you, tell us about the weightlifting and even just maybe you you mentioned, maybe you didn't mention, but I think it's a good form of accountability, this type of weightlifting that you're posting on Instagram. It shows that the daily progress that you're making in it. Yeah, well, it's, look, I just said that I put, I put it up for social media uh, during the lockdown a little bit. Uh, the gym was always something that I was interested in. I, I completely get that it's not for everyone and not everyone is into it and, and some lads hate it. But for me, firstly, it was injury prevention and just getting physically bigger and stronger for sport. And um, I, I enjoy lifting weights and I enjoy going to the gym and reading up about different guys, what they lift, what the Leinster rugby guys are lifting, the Irish rugby guys, powerlifters. And uh, yeah, I suppose I have a kind of, and I've said this before on podcasts, I, I kind of probably maybe have a natural strength as well. You know, we all have our own little things. Like I've said before, some guys are really quick. Some lads have great endurance. I seem to have a good natural strength and I enjoy, I enjoy lifting weights in the gym. Mark, you recognize that, uh, you know, the, how every person could have a different skill set in that regard as well. Sure, being a personal trainer and you've mm. spoken before about how, um, you know, some people may be more inclined uh, towards um, athletic rather than some might be better at the weightlifting. Yeah, well, it came even on your own training, like you weren't, you were, you played J, but it was never your thing. You never really took to it, the sort of the yeah. intensity and stuff didn't suit you. But there, a couple of weeks ago, you started taking up endurance training and you're doing doing a triathlon. Yeah. You loved it. So it's, it's just about finding your niche as well. And like, luckily, with Mickey, he found it early, his strength, like, and I think when you find what you love, you get better at it as well. So, like, you may have had the natural strength in the first place, Mickey, but I'm sure when you went to the gym and realized you were good at it, it was falling in love with it then, with what you were good at. And it's our double down on it then. Oh, definitely. Yeah. 100%. And look, I probably made mistakes. I probably forgot about the running and the speed work. Uh, maybe about 10 years ago, I got probably too big and maybe lost a little bit of my mobility for cornerback. So um, it's just getting that balance, isn't it, between getting your skills fairly good playing football in hurling, getting your running fairly good and getting your... It's a balancing act between all those little things. Mm-hmm. I probably went a bit AWOL about 10 years ago and nearly turned into a kind of bodybuilder almost. So it's just about getting that balance between the, between all of them, I think. You left out a very important fact, though, that when you went AWOL... You'd, you'd broken your leg you know it was it was uh, you bouncing back and and fighting back and overcoming that injury um, That was that a milestone in your playing career? Yeah like the leg break was horrendous to be honest um, and again the reason what I said what I was going to do was I was going to pump the weights out of it give myself the best opportunity to rebuild myself and 
be unbreakable really that's kind of you know what I what I said I was going to do so um, probably got a bit too big but it was with the right idea in mind that I kind of again for sport it wasn't people might say he's doing it for aesthetics I'd be lying if I'd be lying to you if I said it wasn't I think we all have a little bit of we all like to look good and, and have a bit of muscle like come on like let's be honest about it mm. but genuinely it is so I don't break down in games and don't pop me hamstrings and things like that. Maybe I'm not running running fast enough to pop me hamstrings. Some would say, but yeah, that's the, that's and I, I just have a passion for it. And I, I like I'm constantly looking at powerlifters and things like that. And you get stronger as you get older. They say it's it's an old man's game. So see what happens in a few years, maybe you know. Yeah, and it's stood to you the weightlifting as well because like weightlifting over a long period of time, actually, some people have had the misconception in the past that you know it can get injured, it can cause injuries, lead to hamstring injuries, and you know broken bones and things like that. But it's actually the opposite. It it strengthens yeah. the bones, it causes the bones to get bigger and stronger. And like case in point, like Mickey's like been lifting weights till this age and he's still going strong. Like whereas mm-hmm. opposed to lads who would be out running the roads all day, look at them. Where are they now? Do you know? Yeah, and I, I'm constantly trying to trying to get my parents to you know simple things like just getting up off the seats without using their hands and their knees, hmm. um, you know, little like they're 80 years of age, um, just general mobility, general strength, um, and again, 100 meter sprinters. I know they don't have to play 70 minutes in a game, but they're ripped to shreds and they're carrying so much muscle. But yet, the oldest thing in the book is to say the weight slow you down like that is just that's nuts, you know, to come out with that. So. Yeah, I keep going for, I keep at it for as long as I can. I feel it's benefited me throughout my career. I've no doubt about that. I said that. I'm not saying it's right for everyone, but yeah. it was right for me. It was right for me, you know. Yeah. And say as a personality, Mickey, I know you mentioned before how you know that childhood example of how you'd always bring fruit to school and that. But um, as a general personality, you, you, I know the per- parental influence is a big thing, but you're always trying to get an edge. And even if it's like you you hopped into the ice bath there, the Wim Hof uh, technique there, you, you put us to shame there. We've been doing cold showering lately, but I tell you, we haven't braved the ice bath just yet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I suppose I've always looked for a bit of an advantage, boys and Anathan. Um, yeah, the fruit in school, like I, I, no one told me to start doing that I, I i just used to drink water no no one kind of gave me the difference between right or wrong but i just knew that eating a chipper every day the boys would be going down and eating chips at lunch and big bags of sweets i just knew i don't know what did my parents haven't like i always got good food at home would have had you know my meal cooked for me ma like when she came home she was the primary school teacher taught me you know you'd have good food in the table so um i just i i probably got them traits from a young age just to try and eat fairly healthy healthily and um, that's how I kept that going uh, in school uh, don't get me wrong geez I would have had a bag of chips here and there I wasn't a complete monk but I, I, I tried to get any advantage I could and and same to this day whether it's compression gear or um, recovery pants or tights or ice baths just I, I want to I want to be able to look back and say that you know I gave it everything I could for as long as I could and kind of have no regrets. Yeah. That that's the way I'd be thinking, lads, anyway. You know, I I I look at some of these guys when they kind of go to 40 or 45 and they, they take up running all of a sudden. And, and and fair play, that's that's brilliant. But and I've I great respect for them. I'm not putting them down at all. But I'm kind of saying, you know, your peak is you know, your teens to your mid-30s or early you know, like and, and I want to just give it everything I can then. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's fortunate then that since you have that um, aim you, and um, focus, that it comes from a lot of routine and discipline. And you like the routine and discipline of senior football, but like um, you, you kind of have to have a discipline when it comes to your regular training as well, don't you? Ah, oh, you do. Yeah, Jez, you do. Like, and uh, God, I, I probably took it to the extreme. Well, I did take it to the extreme at times, different things like. Um, you know, uh, I was so strict to myself and ha- and I probably didn't have to be, you know, Jays, like I wouldn't eat a jelly bean or a, or a, or a wine gum for, for weeks or like I was so strict to myself, think of packing and you're going, Jays, what would a packet of wine gums really have done to you? Do you know what I mean? But then I say to myself, would I have got where I got without that kind of thing? Like I got a black card against Kildare uh, a couple of years ago and uh, early on after about 10 minutes, first round of the league, and I felt so guilty after it. I, I fucking felt so... Jeez, I probably shouldn't have cursed there a lot. Sorry. No, 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 sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, felt, I, felt, I felt so guilty. Um, mm. You know, I, I remember staying in my gear and coming home and absolutely flogging myself on the pitch uh, in Longwood because I felt that I hadn't got that hit out on the pitch. You know, I was just an extremist. Mm. Always was an extremist. If you told me to eat spinach and chicken for three months in a row you know that's what I would do I would do that at the letter of the law yeah some guy some guys go the other way but that was just my makeup for whatever reason yeah that's fascinating that's a, it's not something that you hear many people talk about like the shame or the the guilt as you said sorry of of um like getting a card in a game yeah, I, 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 the minute I got sent off it was after about ten minutes. I shouldn't have been sent off, but or, or got the black card. But um, yeah, I just sat in my gear and I said to myself, "Jeez, I, I, I haven't hardly sweated here at all." Like you know, and then I went home and I did runs in the field and I absolutely blasted myself out of that. Whereas I'm sure other lads just would have had a shower, had the yeah. food after the game, and went, and went home. But I couldn't do that. I, I wouldn't have felt right. Yeah. You know. Um, I've I've so many examples of of things like that down through the years where I had to go to the gym at eleven o'clock at night. I had to do that session, whereas maybe I could have done it the next day. But I just if I was given the program to do, you know, on a specific like I went up to the field today and did runs today, yeah. was concreting all day there, and I wanted to get it in before before chatting to you guys, you know, because yeah. I knew that if seven o'clock came be dark so look it's just it's just the way I am and it's I, I don't make any secret of it I enjoy it yeah I hope I'm not waffling on a bit, bit there no, now you're not. This is so valuable. Um, and like say that's that's your viewpoint Mickey but like um, you were involved with the meeting 20 footballers this year so like how as a manager as a selector or in, involved in a management setup how do you instill that in a player do you know just follow the program or just live it and breathe it like because not every player would be would be that way inclined yeah like I I I didn't have much involvement now at all to be honest I was just chatting I wasn't really involved yet no no I was just chatting here and there to different guys look at I I suppose it's a different generation boys isn't it you know what I mean like it's even changed it's changing all the time Um, there's more things to do maybe maybe people have more in different interests. I just wanted to play hurling and football. Maybe that was small minded. Um, like people ask me about young fellas now, 2021, 20, uh, ages of 2021 20, with Mead, you know, and they're seeing they're playing Dublin down the line in the summertime. Um, they're saying, why am I going to train five or six nights a week to 
you know, get bet by Dublin maybe in a Leinster yeah. semi-final. I, that never came into my head. I, I always just wanted to compete and maybe stupidly, but young lads might maybe have a bit more brains than I did and they say to themselves, Jason, I'm not going to put myself through that for six months to get bet. But I, I always wanted to compete and test myself against them lads and, um, yeah. Yeah, but you see the value in like, even say if it be at the county thing, I know you had success in 2010, but like, I think a lot of your focus is Longwood, you know, it's community, it's it's where you're from, it's your pride of place, and especially with having the pub there. So for for you, it's it's more local and it's uh, more grounded in that, that uh, community aspect. Yeah, I have a great community here in Longwood. Um, like I've said, like my father's the publican, my mother's teacher. Uh, they're up. They've obviously retired now, um, and they instilled huge love of Longwood. I'm I'm in the middle of the street here, middle of the village, and you know people people knew me from a young age anyway because I was Stony Burke's son. My father's nickname is Stony. You know the pub is called Stonies. So um, and my dad was the, is the only man to have ever played minor and senior championship football for me on the one day. Wow! So I. There's yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There's not too many boys that would have ever done it in different counties, you know. Yeah, I'd say that. Yeah. Um, was he in badminton as well? Did you say, or you know, I saw the story there recently. Was he? Did he play badminton? Oh yeah, badminton is huge here in Longwood. Like, oh is it? We, oh yeah, badminton is one of the biggest clubs. Uh, we've, we, I think we've the biggest club in Mead. No way. Even though we're a village, yeah, yeah. Oh, like that was my mother's sport. Like I would have played up until about under nineteen. Would have played for Leinster under seventeen, under nineteen. I was. I was I was pretty good at badminton now. Um, great for your feet. Would have would have travelled up to Dublin at weekends a lot. Great sport. Very 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 one. good. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a quick one. It is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Geez, we had great teams here along with. But Dad still plays. He won in, he won in All Ireland and and um, rep- represented Ireland in the World Championships over seventies. Yeah, he's a class wow. man. But seventies, <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, he played. He played in goals. He played in goals for the minors, and then he played in goals for the seniors after straight away after. And he's the only mead man to have ever done that. So wow. uh, he would have been. He would have given me a huge love of football and mead, and you know that old mead spirit and doggedness and hardness and um. Yeah, Longwood is a great little spot. You guys are more than welcome, boys. Whenever you, whenever, 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 whenever things settle down a bit, please God. <laughs> um. That that picture that you painted your father there that makes a lot more well not that it makes a lot more sense but it makes even more vivid that memory of when you first made the county team and getting the letter and the embrace of the father that that's a special memory for you anyway. Ah oh, yeah, he 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 he's not a cocky man at all. He's quite a rough diamond, like really, you know. And he would have uh, he wouldn't have been very lovey. He wouldn't have been, you know, we wouldn't have been hugging and kissing each other, like I said. But uh, he would have said here and there, I only played, I or I'm the only man to have played minor or senior for me. And the one day he would have said that very, very, very occasionally. And I didn't really appreciate it. when you're 14, 15, you didn't really understand that. What's he on about? Yeah. But yeah. when you look back now, you go, Jesus, that's like it's never going to be done again. Because yeah. the minor has obviously changed grade and you can't play a senior. So, um, yeah, he would have went to every game I ever went to, would have brought me everywhere. So, a great man, a great a great man. Now he's 80 shortly, so. Um, and still out farming and yeah. pulling and dragging, pulling and dragging sheep, so. <laughs> he gave me that bit of he gave me he, he gave me that bit of uh, toughness and straight you know like no sympathy jays if you come in with a cut in your finger after a hurling game or 
after, or, 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 or a sore hamstring, he'd be looking at you going, Jesus, there was no hamstrings in our day, lad. What are you on about? <laughs> Do you know? So, but, but I think that breeds a bit of, a bit of hardness into you. You know, like if you're, if you're yeah. constantly, and I, I think there should be a bit of it as well, you know, kids nowadays telling them they're good and, and, and everything and, and, you know, are you okay? And Jesus be constantly talking to them. But I, I do think that you can soften Young lads and young ones up way too easy uh, by pampering them, like yeah, definitely, yeah. Medals for a seventeen place and fucking yokes like that, participation awards. <laughs> yeah, how was that? I had a medal day, medals for seventeen place in the race in the field day and yokes like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand that it, you know it's not all about winning, but I think you know well done. I remember reading Alex Ferguson's book and he said the two best words for a coach in the English dictionary is well done. But if you're constantly telling a kid, well done for just running or something or, or soloing the ball or bouncing it, you know, well done. Well, like that wears off. Whereas if you give a well done once in a blue moon, you know, you'll really appreciate it. Yeah, I don't know um, if you heard the strength coach of Charles Poliquin. He reckons you should always reward work, never reward the person for just being themselves because otherwise they won't work. Oh, so should always say, Charles Poliquin. Yeah, yeah, savage, isn't he? Very good, very good. I like that one, yeah. It's like the postman, isn't it? Roy Keynes. You don't praise the postman for, like, doing his job. He <laughs> delivers the letters, like, you know. Yeah. So, Charles Pollockon, yeah. I looked that one up now. I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's all about breeding resilience, I suppose. That, that That's your focus. And that's the reason why you're you're saying, you know, that, you know, we shouldn't really promote uh, children too much. Um how yeah. how do you think you you over your county career you've brought resilience to it you know to make sure that you bounce back every time so, well I suppose the Aussie rules is a fine example when you or was it the Aussie rules or the county team where the two other fellas made it and you uh, you got yeah the, the Aussie rules yeah yeah the Aussie, the Aussie rules yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Got, got got made the first two trials and then got dropped the last one after winning the three the three lap uh, run. Uh, anyway, but we had a three lap run at the start, and I remember I remember winning it. But the other boys made it. Queevin King actually made the Aussie Rules team. He would have played for me for a good few years. Queevin, wing back to 2010. But um, yeah, under 17. So again, if I didn't have these little, I think you're very special if you go through your career and you just you know you constantly are going on an upward curve, or you're 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 nothing ever happens. You win championships on the 14, 15, 16 minor senior or 21 senior. If you do that, geez, you've had some career like, and that certainly didn't happen to me. Um, and again, just back to the kids thing, you know, it's a very, people could look at, look at me and go, what's he on it? Like, you've got to be very careful nowadays with kids, don't you? And, and saying the wrong things, but I just, geez, I'm all for praising, you know, mm. Mullinoig because Chucky she praised the youth and they will prosper but I just think that God sometimes it can be too much and, and we, we kind of have to you know that I think I think we're, I, I've talked to primary school teachers about this my mates are primary school teachers and just resilience is kind of gone mm. you know if, if a kid doesn't do well in a, in a sport or loses a boxing match or um, loses a game they just say no I don't want to play that anymore I don't I don't want to I go to a different sport or I'll try something else yeah Um. You know, like like we all lose. Jeez, if you go through your career and you don't, you don't, you, you, you win everything. Fair play, like, yeah. 
you don't have to mull it over anymore either. Like as soon as you get back in the car after losing the match or a box of matches, it chapter straight on your phone. You forget about the distraction immediately. It's like, oh, well, yeah. What about wow. that? What about it? Like, That's so you don't you don't feel it. You don't feel the loss as intensely. Whereas, like when say like we were younger, or whatever. I know you'd get in the match. You'd have to the whole drive home to think about what you don't yeah. know. You know, yeah, you'd be bowling. You'd be bull- you'd, yeah, exactly. You'd be giving out to you, or you'd be you'd be bowling with temper, or you'd and then you'd go out and you'd kick a ball against the wall, poke a ball against the wall. You'd be out being active, and and I I don't know. It's 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 just a tricky one. Kids now go in, they're on their phones, maybe they watch telly, and and it's just yeah, God, it's a, it's a tough one. But yeah, resilience. I I don't know. I just had it in me, and I always wanted to like push harder and get better, and wasn't the best at Anathan, but I certainly had a good mentality um, for, the, for for sport. Yeah. Um, now that you, now that you're older and like say that you're constantly looking for examples, looking for, as you said before, marginal games. So like when you, when you look for role models, you look to the All Blacks and Kilkenny, but are, are there any other sporting icons that you say, do you know what, what they're doing is right? Ah yeah, like I, I look, I looked at the All Blacks, Richie McCaw, Brad Thorne when he came to to Leinster. Um, I'm a huge rugby league fan. Um, Cameron Smith is is a guy who's played over 400 games in the NRL with Melbourne, Melbourne Storm. I actually only got his book. I just I like Peter Stringer, Dunico Callahan. Um, I've read all their books. Um, Kilkenny were yeah, I, I I was a huge Kilkenny fan, and and I still have a good bit of a graph for Kilkenny. I must admit. Sorry, lads. Um, oh, although I did like I, I I did like I did like Wexford as well. I Liam Dunn. I just I used to love Liam Dunn. But um, yeah, I, I just try and pick the brains out of all them guys. If Ryan Giggs had a book, I, I I'd read it. Um, so yeah, I, I siphle through books. I I, I sport and autobiographies. Like I only got I only got Cameron Smith here the other day from Australia. Like he's 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 he's, he's the record. NRL games he's the record goals he's the record points he's the most tests for Australia it's rugby league but I might get something out of him yeah. I know rugby league rugby league isn't for everyone so I just I read books and see what the best players are doing and try and learn from the best I suppose get the age yeah when did you kind of when did you start reading like sports books and this or have you always been one to pick up a book and dip into it dive into it yeah I would have always been a reader mainly sport I'd like to get better at other things but like my house is full of autobiographies here like I've got probably three or four in the, in the lockdown um, so Ma, Ma would have always tried to being a teacher would have tried to drive into reading and I probably went through a bad phase there just being constantly on my phone at night but now I try to do 20 minutes leave the phone down at whatever half 11 and, and do half an hour reading Brilliant. Um, to try, try and shut off and get a good night's sleep so yeah um, read Sean O'Brien's book there as well, recently as well so if Sean is watching this it was very good I enjoyed it <laughs> yeah yeah, you're a big reader too Mark yeah yeah I, know, I wouldn't be much into the autobiographies now really yeah yeah, but uh, yeah. It definitely, it's definitely success leaves clues and you know if you want to find out about something read someone who's wrote a book on it because whatever they've wrote it took them 20 years 30 years to find out and you can get what they learned from reading it in fucking three weeks a month or whatever you read the book in yeah, but, uh, definitely, definitely learn learn off the best, like you know. So he's uh, we follow each other on Instagram. So he might he might uh, when I put up this link, he might he might see it. So uh-huh. Sean, your book was very good, top uh, man. <laughs> we'll tag him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the resilience, Mickey, is that why you're lifting weights in the snow? 
Um, <laughs> and I was probably just having a bit of crack now, to be honest. I'm not going to, not going to lie about that. That was just trying to be something different. So, um, you're always, yeah, was, you're always thinking of what can I do different here, whether it's lifting kegs, moving kegs, or sure, one of your original videos was just chopping a piece of wood. You know, it's just out in the outdoors and being a man doing man stuff, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, that's it. I, and again, just having a laugh. Like uh, so, some people aren't into the gym, and look, if 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 people think I'm an I'm an idiot, that's fair enough. You know, they don't have they don't have to follow me. I don't really, I honestly don't really care. So I just try. I don't take myself too seriously. Try and have a bit of crack. Train. It, it is tough. Like throwing the kegs in was tough enough. I was pumping sweat, but yeah. um, like the bull is monster. I always remember them saying he hated the gym. He loved farming though. So the the Munster SNC used to have them out flipping tires, you know, the big uh, tractor tires and hitting them with a sledge and and uh, chopping timber and that's why that's how he got his gym session in the bull. So yeah. uh, they made it they made it uh, cool for him. So I just try and do some, something a bit something a bit different, really. That's all. Yeah. I tell you, there's a book in you just cataloging those experiences. Uh, what did you? Yes, I don't know. <laughs> have you often done ice baths or you know well you probably didn't do one in the in the blue tub that you did most recently anyway <laughs> no bath. I didn't I, uh, that, that that's just a rainwater catcher and it was frozen over and I, I said I'd use up the I'd use it for the crack and uh, but I, I probably will do it when, when you're stuck in COVID you, you come yeah. up with all these crazy ideas and primal things so no I'd be a big believer in the ice baths as well um, scientifically they're not actually really proven but Placebo, if it gives you a bit of a mental hit, yeah. um, that's as much as anything. So I would have, if they were there after games, I would have always uh, hopped into them. I think they're, I think they're very good. A lot of rugby league teams even used them before games. Right, Saint, ha- Saint Helens in England, yeah, you know the the proper cryo cryo ones, like the, the um, they, they they used them before games for fifteen minutes. So yeah, I'd be, I'm again, I'm all for trying anything. Why not? Yeah. Are you a fan of them? Oh, I haven't. Oh, we do. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we always sell cryo. All right, no, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, we do the cold showers every day. Two of us. We started oh, yeah. about a month ago, and we set up a WhatsApp group to do cold showers every day till the twenty seventh of March. I think it was three months or something was the limit we were going to do. But yeah, yeah we're sticking, sticking to it, yeah. and we do five minutes every morning. We just do that. Savage for the day. So do you do, do you have hot and then do you have cold or do you just go cold? Straight cold. Yeah, I think we're straight all cold. Are, yeah, straight cold. Five yeah. minutes. We do that Wim Hof breeding first as well. Now, uh, we didn't start that way, but it sort of seeped in, and it actually helps with the cold. Once you, if you do it before you get in, you sort of heat up a lot quicker. And well, the weirdest thing I noticed was uh, before I started doing the Wim Hof, I do the five minutes cold shower, and then I'd have to hop into a warm shower to warm myself back up. When I started doing mm. the Wim Hof beforehand, I'm warm as soon as I get out of the cold shower. I don't wow. need to heat Savage. myself. Yeah, That's it's unreal. mad. Like, I don't know why, but. Yeah, yeah, there's something to it. That's great. That's great. I Fair play to you, for doing that. Oh, look, it's great. It breeds discipline, and that's that's the best thing. Um, I suppose when you think of Wim Hof and alternative ones, like I, isn't uh, Sean Boylan interested in? Um, he does herbal remedies and stuff like that. Uh, you had the great experience of uh, being coached under Sean in your first year. Um, did he have a like? Was it, it must have been great to know that you know that Sean Boylan was the man that gave you your first county call up, like for for adult. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's brilliant. It's brilliant when people ask that. Like, uh, I feel very privileged that I did have a year under him. Um, I wish I was a little bit older. 
and I, I, I could have, you know, appreciated more in a way. But um, his last year was my first year. So Asher Sean's legendary status in the country, never mind Mead, the only Mead, free man of Mead, um, four All-Irelands, and, and you're walking into a dressing room with, with, with some of the best players of all time one, and one of the greatest managers of all time. So I was, I was starry-eyed and... Yeah, Sean is again. He's he's very alternative. He's uh, mad into flexibility and herbal drinks. And we used to drink them every night. He didn't know what was in them. Now they were absolutely they were stinking off like. But you got them into you. Yeah. Uh, you powered them in. So um, they were all kind of greens and herbal herbal uh, remedies. So you didn't ask any questions. Well, I certainly didn't. I just powered them in. <laughs> He was the right one for coming up with different drills. Though you mentioned before, how was it a water-based one? He had you do in yeah, um, like that. That was going on for years. He, like you, it was nuts when you think about it. So he started that in '91. Like Mead, do you remember the the four games at Dublin and like Mead? Mead played. It was 12, 12 or thirteen games before Mead got to the All Ireland final that year in '91, but. That was an aging team in 91. Uh, you would have had a lot of boys with a lot of miles in the clock. Colin O'Rourke, Mick Lyons, Jerry McEntee. And for basically the three months before the championship, pretty much the boys were in the pool with a, with a, um, a, a what do you call it, around their waist. Fucking hell. A float around their waist to keep them up. So you put that around and the pool was about 12 foot deep. And Sean would stand on the outside of the pool and he'd blow the whistle and the lads would mimic a run in the pool. So you couldn't you couldn't touch the edges and you're pumping them legs as hard as you could for maybe 15 seconds. Sean would blow the whistle, 15 seconds off, 15 seconds on again. And it was t- like we, we, we were doing that in 04. So, but like back in 1991, yeah, like the, the word got out and that the Mead boys had lost the marbles, that Sean had lost the plot, you know, so uh, they hadn't been out in the pitch, I think three weeks or two weeks before the first round is when Mead stepped out in the field, so um, he learned it off an Olympic Olympic sprinter, I think, that was injured back then, and that's how she did her training. So Sean mimicked it, and yeah, and that was going on for years, used to go up to Garmistown, and you couldn't touch the edges, so your rest, you were kind of floating around a little bit, you know what I mean, just maybe go on your back, or, then he'd blow the whistle again and you'd have to go maybe for 20 seconds or 30 seconds. But, geez, it sounds easy, but by God, it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. And that's 1991 and now you see him doing it in the UFC. Things like that. Yeah. It obviously works. Yeah. Warming up, running up the steps in, in pitches that were frozen or, or too mucky that you couldn't do it. You know, like you'd have you jogging up and down the steps and, you know, come down and then up the steps again and just different things. Like you just, he kind of, one in a million is, is Sean a really, really, really special man. Um, had the COVID actually, the poor, the poor devil. He got a woeful bad uh, dose of it. So thank God he's okay because he's he's hero hero status throughout the country. Never mind Mead. Yeah, yeah. Having the with your father and now you having the pub has it kind of made you? Um, you seem like anyone that you know is a decent person. You just you 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 know them inside out, and there's a great social aspect to the to, to the Irish country pub. And and like, is that a quality that you think you get from being reared in a pub, so to speak? As in that you can kind of you know like, if lads a bit like, of an. You've mentioned before how you uh, miss out, or you you know you're thinking that the lads down the road that would have normally not for even for the drink, but for for the connection. 
And like just for you there beaming about Sean Boyle, you you've a great skill of uh, you know admiring people and seeing the best in people. And um, like surely when it comes to your own fellow community uh, people in the community, that you your your heart goes out to the lads that can't get in for the social drink because of COVID now at the moment. Oh, big time, yeah, big time you would. And pub gamers, we've been hit hard with the whole thing. So. Um, uh, look, I could rant on about that for ages, you know, but um, I completely agree that we should be closed now at the moment with the way the cases have gone and the and the whole thing is uh, the new variant of the of the of the COVID. But um, there a few months ago it was a joke that we weren't allowed to open. It was really wrong. Like pubs were getting, we were getting slapped in the face. And but yeah, for for men and women who come in socially, some just have a coffee or a cup of tea and a chat, packet of crisps and a club orange. Um. You know, you're not going to be making millions of dollars in a, on a Monday or Tuesday in Longwood, but it, it's a social hub for people, and um, it's the only chance some people get out and, and get get to talk to people. So, I definitely missed that and missed the routine. And um, growing up in the pub was scary when you were young. It was, it was, you know, I wasn't a, a, a confident is not the right word, but you know. You're walking behind the bar and your father wants you to pull pints or wash glasses, a young fella. It's intimidating enough place. Right. Ah, it is, yeah, because lads are full and yeah. ah, trying to have the trying to have the crack with you. And you know, you don't know what a hangover is, or you don't know what a few pints are. And these boys might be on day two and, and they're they're full and they're, you know, All right. taking the t- taking the Mickey out of you a little bit and you're you're shy, like, you know. So it yeah. took me a long time to come out of that shell and be be confident behind the bar. You know, right. uh, because my my father had such a presence, like he was the man. Like you know, you think of, you think of of, I don't know. You probably know someone from Castletown, and who's the first person you think from Castletown? Well, you think of Stony Burke from Longwood, like do you know what I mean? Yeah, there's always a character well, like I don't even know. But do you know, shock strikes you. Yeah, you know, legends, local Club legends, legends is right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where are you from? Are you from Longwood? Oh, Jesus, Stony Burke, the big lad with the mustache and the cowboy. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah, yeah. And he was, and he, and he was behind the bar, and you wouldn't mess with me outlet. Like you know, he was a, he was a tough, tough unit. So I was shy and I was, you know, I was in his, in his shadow and, and not that it was a competition, but it's an intimidating place, the bar. But I definitely got a good, I can spot a, a, a an eagle from a mile away. Mm-hmm. Do you know, like I can, I can, someone once said to my mother that you're an MRI scanner for bullshit. You can, you can just, <laughs> you can just, my mother can just, she just knows, she just, she give her, give her a minute with you and she'll, she'll, you know, she'll read you like a book. <laughs> so um, I kind of got that off her you know I'll give everyone a chance and I'll, I'll try and be respectful to everyone but um, yeah it's a good trade to have if you, if you have that yeah yeah um, last year Mickey was you were upskilling in PT and nutrition is that right or yeah I'm I'm, I'm almost I'm not not going to lie I failed one of my exams in me, in me nutrition so I have to repeat it past three out of the four three out of the four of them so I have to um I have to do the fourth one again. Um, it's all new for me because I I was I was I was lazy in school. I, I didn't no interest in college. No no rightly or wrongly no motivation. Um, school was just an opportunity to play sport and and went to DIT for two years and just played Sigerson and Fitzgibbon. Uh, wasted my parents' money going up and down in the bus. Um, so it was new to me studying and and it was it was tough like. Yeah, I don't. You, you boys are probably in college, but I, I, I wasn't really. So, 
yeah, I'll be a qualified nutritionist when I get it done. And I love food and I love, I, I hope to help teams and athletes in the future because I've, I've really good knowledge of it. It's just passing the feckin' exams. That's the, that's the key. Have, the, have that piece of paper. Isn't that right? Well, you're doing so much like it's, it's, uh, it's keeping a few things in the air. But yeah, like you say, I've just, um, I was in the backroom team of a county team there this year. And just to see the level of, you know, you, you have to have the right meal for the right, be it a training or be it three days before a game. You need to know what what, what is needed because it's not, it's what's going to be right isn't going to be right the next day and that type of thing. Oh yeah, there's so there's so much to it, but it's it's very interesting, and it's a young fella might want to put on size, another guy might want to shed a bit of timber, and some lad mightn't like that particular food, or might be a celiac, or um, again, food was another way for me of trying to eat well constantly and get that get that advantage energy wise and recovery wise. So um, I've I have no doubt that that sport is eighty percent food and 20% training or, or 70% food and, and, and 30% training. You, you, you can't out-train a, ba- a bad diet um, as much as people might want to say that. But it doesn't mean you have to live like a monk and go off bread and eat no jellies or not have a bar of chocolate or any of this rubbish. But looking after your diet, if you're a young fella watching this um, and drinking plenty of water will certainly help you in, in the future in your in your sport. Yeah. You avoid dairy and gluten. Well, you you take little of it, but is that kind of just by choice or what? what? Yeah, I, I I probably fell a little bit into the uh, the trap of of you know again dairy and gluten was really really bad for you um a few years ago and um I do I do I do have a glass of milk here and there and I do have gluten um. You know, but I, I just don't eat massive amounts of it. Um, again, there's nothing really wrong with it. If you're a celiac, if you're a celiac, then or, or lactose intolerant, well then, not great for you. But obviously, but um, no, I, I, I again, propaganda is amazing on social media, and and you're yeah. hearing that thing all the time about gluten. Gluten's bad for you. You can't have gluten. So, but when you get a bit older and you learn, you say, just like a few slices of homemade brown bread is actually probably better than uh, the gluten-free stuff in the in super value. You know. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. You're now qualified people. Sorry, lads. I'm probably I'm probably waffling on to you there now. But I don't that the same. Uh, I taught myself into being gluten intolerant. So <laughs> right, yeah. Right, like, and then every oh, jeez, I ate that. Now I feel bad. And then I decided <laughs> I wasn't gluten intolerant anymore. And then I was fine when I ate it. <laughs> See, this is it. This is fucking it. And you're hearing all these boys. Oh, look, I'm gluten free, and I'm I I probably felt a little bit better because I wasn't taking on the extra calories. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like people yeah. say, I, I've, oh, I've lost a load of weight. Every hear people saying that, I feel great. I'm, I'm, I'm not, not eating any gluten. All right. What are you, what are you having? Well, I'm not eating the cake. I'm not eating the bread. I'm not eating the, the biscuits at night. All right. It's not really the gluten. It's the amount of food you're after restricting all those calories. So you're bound to, do you know, it's not necessarily the gluten. They're just they haven't had as many calories. Yeah. 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 And um, would you, yeah, so would you, much of what uh, Mickey said there about, uh, you know, 80 20 uh, it being 80% food, 20% training, do you see the same when you're with your exercise or what? what ah, you yeah, it's your, it's your fuel source. It's, it's not just like your sort of physical performance as well, it's your mental. Like if you're eating sort of shite the whole time, you're not, you're going to be, you're on a foggy brain, like you're not going to sleep as well as say you're eating fresh whole foods and get enough protein, healthy fats, and things like that. 
and people think low fat is bad as well like or sorry high fat mm. is bad but you actually need fat like you, mm. you need certain amounts of it for your hormones and things like that so it's about a varied diet and as mickey said calories are probably the most important more so than that and it's like if you being in a calorie deficit or being in something around what you should be is the most important thing and if you can just educate yourself on that you're always ahead of a lot of people mm. yeah like i would have had troubles with food like i would have had a I would have had a kind of a food disorder as well uh, because I was so obsessive about it and what I was putting into my mouth and weighing it and um, all those things. So I probably went down a bad road. I, I did have a food disorder. Did um, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's when called Red Syndrome. You? About two years ago. All right. What sort of syndrome? Yeah. Reds. It's called Reds right. Syndrome. So it's if you Google it, it's, it's kind of, it's restriction of calories. Um, so <clears throat> a lot of women actually get it. They, they, so I was I was trying to to, to trim down and, and lose muscle and not be as bulky, and I did it the complete wrong way. Like God, I cringe when I think of it. Like I was eating like a piece of chicken breast and salad all day. Like that's all I was eating and going to meet football training and training the house down. And the training I was doing was crazy, and my body actually almost held on to the the fat and and and, and my body and I actually puffed a little bit like people the general public wouldn't have seen that but I, I I did feel a little bit so that's what that's the that's the big mistake that everyone makes they they, they go on this mad crazy I'm eating nothing and they might do that for two weeks and stick to it and then they go AWOL just eating bread cake whatever food you know because they're so hungry and it just goes off the chart but yeah, I was pretty much starving myself and training at a really enti- high intensity. And I went to a few specialists about it. Yeah, it was, it was, and it was tough to get over. It. it was, and I, I still constantly think about food. And yeah, yeah. So yeah, no food disorder. It's hard to explain to someone who hasn't had a food disorder. You know, it's, 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 it's a tricky subject. Yeah, yeah. You're extremely candid of order, right? That's that. That's uh, to 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 talk like that about it, and then to also have. Like, that's obviously why then you said, oh, sure, I'll learn about this. I'll do this nutrition course. Like, that that's fierce, admirable. Yeah, my missus would have drove that on as well, in fairness to her. Like, she was brilliant. And Ma would have always said, like, you, you should do something because you're so knowledgeable about food. Just try and do it. So, um, yeah, it's just it's just maybe an, ex- an experience that I have, um, food disorders. And, and even it came up in one of... It's a lecture on my, my course, Food Disorders, and I could really what's the word with it like I could resonate with it yeah. what was going on it's people think of food disorders is someone who can't who's really really heavy and can't stop eating yeah. do you know like that's the first thing they probably think of do you know the the outlet I was watching on the telly what's that 6,000 pound man and he tries to get the fucking do you know the gastric band do you know that joke mm. out in America <laughs> uh, but no like there's so many different ones and mine was mine was actually starving myself and training the house down yeah. And uh, not, and I, the person I went to see, he actually said, uh, "It's amazing how how you didn't get sick or injured. It's 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 amazing, right? It's very common because my my that yeah my immune system. Yeah, did you hear about it before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I never yeah. really actually heard the name Reds before. But a lot of people do it. Nearly everyone goes on a crash diet and like they sort of mm. go and try to train it away. Now they might not do it as intensely as you did, Mickey. But it is fairly common for someone say they're overweight and go right. I'm sick of being fat. I'm going to eat a thousand calories a day, or I'm going to eat just fucking carrots yeah. for two weeks, and I'm going to run ten miles, and then they get hurt or injured or sad or 
whatever, and then they give up and then they put on twice as much weight as they were in the first place. Exactly, exactly. Like I, I used to, without boring, is I'd have two coffees in the morning, right? I'd go and I might do 10K in the gym in the Marriott or, or, or 6K. I'd get into the sauna. I'd come home. I'd maybe do a few jobs around the farm. I'd have a chicken fillet. It's fucking nuts when I think about it. Chicken fillet and salad. And then I'd go meet football training. Jeez. It was absolutely bent. I was I was in this cycle where I had to lose, I had to lose weight, had to lose muscle, I had to get more mobile. Even though I was in great nick, right? I was in, I was in good nick, but I wanted to be better and I wanted to be lighter. And uh, even though lighter mightn't have necessarily meant I was going to be a better footballer, but um, I just got into this rut, and oh my god, it was it was it was horrendous, you know. Um, yeah. So anyway. Um, not too many people really know that, but uh, and I don't mind. I don't mind saying it. it's just not something that's come up in the podcast. Yeah, yeah. But sure, you found the answer now, like with the nutrition course. Yeah. So I have, yeah, and um, I'm still finicky about food, and I go out and I'm I'm awkward. Like I don't I don't like sauce. I never like sauce or stuff like that. Anyway, but um, yeah, sure. Again, it's all a learning curve, lads, isn't it? You know, like I said, it's a lot ups and downs, and if I can help someone down the line in nutrition with a an eating disorder. You know, because it's happened to me. Definitely, yeah, yeah. But it all comes from a place where you're trying to be the best. You're you're trying to be the best person that you can be, and to, you know, for those around you, for those, for like, it, it all makes sense. Although it, it must have been a very difficult time to look back on it and think, Janie, that was foolish or whatever. Like it, it, it shows your mentality and how you you really. You, you love seeking marginal gains, be it as simple as the sleep. You give a great example with the Manchester United story of how uh, only a few valued the importance of sleep back then. Yeah, yeah, the sleep, yeah. What was it? Um, Ferguson called a meeting with your man, Nick Little Hills. He's, he's on Instagram, actually. He's the sleep coach. And he, uh, the whole team went. That was fine. And he called, then there was an, another meeting then maybe a week later and it wasn't, uh, not all the players had to attend. You uh, attended at your own if you, if you wanted to go. So I think only three of them turned up. Uh, Giggs, uh, Gary Neville and uh, Roy Keane. So, um, yeah, look, sleep. The Burks are great sleepers, you know, like it's, it's a known fact along with like the Burks are great men to sleep and, and my father's a great man to sleep. And so, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. I like, I like, I like, I like me kip, lads. I like me kip. I'll, I'll nod away there during the day for an old nap if I get a chance as well. But um, yeah, yeah. So the more examples yeah. you give of this story, fella. I think I'd love to sit down and have a good chat with Story. And I'd say he has a great view of the world. Oh, he is now. He's a, he's a he's a gas man. He's a gas man. He's a he's good now. He's good as gold. So um, yeah. you know, no. He's a he's a good he's a good character. He's a great upbringing. Now I have to say. Yeah. Very grateful for the for the jizz. Like you would have, don't get me wrong. Like I said, it's plenty of clashing, and but they're good. They're good people. Yeah, yeah. I can't help but comment that it's not that it's a big deal or anything, but both of you would have a good few tattoos. Um, yeah, we're both uh, coloured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 good though. You um you say before Mickey that a lot of yours have meaning. I suppose the most one that the the one that stands out there is the butterfly on your hand. Um. Do, do, do you you like them anyway? Yeah, I do. I do like them. Um, I, I yeah, I'm, I'm covered pretty much. I have my from my shoulder the whole way down an arm, my fingers and my hand and me my leg, my right leg. So yeah, I'm I, I like them. I'm passionate about them. I'm interested in them. Um, again, I don't 
rub people up them I don't have them in like if again I don't mind like similar to yourself I, I, I'm not too fussed if people don't like them my father and mother probably hate them at the start but <laughs> they, 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 they they get used to them so uh, yeah um, I would have been very interested in the Maori and the New Zealanders again reading up about them and the whole thing that their arms are stories of their life so I, 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 have, I have different things in it and my sister actually has two kids with a Maori as well so uh, that 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 kind of just I don't know I'm drove it on even more that I'm going to get more tattoos and, and get the different bits and bobs on me so do you like your tat? do you like your have you any uh, both years of tats or just, oh, I, just know, I got enough for the two of us you have the two arms done I have the two arms and I have I mean chest I have these ribs I have these ribs I have this thigh, I've that foot. I tattooed myself on that ankle. Um, Did you? Good man. I, I wanted, I wanted to tattoo myself as well for the crack. The tattoo artist went out for a fag, so I used the gun while he went out to see if I could do it. Good. It's fucking hard, and it looks it shakes fairly fast. And what did you draw it's, your? Oh, I done a little smiley face. You wouldn't be able to see it now because it's so faded. Oh, it's faded, right? Yeah. Shade up there. I just drew a little fucking smiley face myself. But uh, okay. have you ever got any sort of stick or abuse for the tattoos? Or would you have had them sort of say a good few years ago before they were, were even less common? Like, yeah, twenty twelve, I'd say I got my my first one. So or twenty eleven, maybe about ten years now. Um, yeah, I would have got a bit of abuse here and there. Not that much though. Not that much. Um, a little bit maybe in club games. Um, but. Yes, like wouldn't bother me at all. Like you know, mm. um, uh, mainly more so from my relations. Like my old aunties would have been given out to me saying, "Why are you getting your fingers tattooed and stuff like that?" But no, just really bother me. I don't. I don't really listen to them. Like you know, yeah. so yeah. I I like them and and I'm going to fill up my hand even a bit more and still have a few more in the pipeline that I have ideas for. So. Um, I'd probably I'd probably do my right side like I, I'd probably do half of my body I don't know if I get any in the left if I if I get married I might get my wedding finger done that's what I was thinking going on my left that'd be a good one yeah that's cool right? so um, yeah, yeah yeah that's the cow hole in the bag yeah. though <laughs> yeah uh, you know you're getting you know you're getting serious if you if you have to do that so yeah. uh, that's down the line that's down the line but uh, you've got a dog recently and you've got the you've got the when you get the roofing for the dog run that's that's it then you know that's the... I'm, I'm under pressure then boys I'm under pressure then <laughs> we just we'll end the show then Mickey just a few short uh, random boys uh, if you could choose to mark one footballer from any time period for one match, who would it be? Wow, God. Um, any footballer from any time. Jesus, Jesus. Kieran McDonald, maybe. Mayo again. Oh, yeah. Kieran McDonald, Mayo. If I was a forward, Kieran McGeaney. Mm. I used to love McGeaney. If I was a forward, um, yeah. Think I think that maybe them them two boys would be good. Kieran McDonald was something else. Yeah, yeah, he would be be drinking on the mark now. <laughs> off the left. Uh, number two, Mickey, Father Ted or Killing a Scully? Father Ted. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, you're all right. Yeah. Uh, is it three, Jenna? Oh yeah, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. Who, in your opinion, is the greatest manager of all time across all sports? manager of all time across all sports one man is coming into my head here now and I can't get him over Fergie Fergie Alex Ferguson 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, his running was. It's always when I go back and I think of these later on, having to thinking about the chat we had, <laughs> someone was going to my head, but. Yeah, Boylan is right up there at Mead, being a Mead man as well. He's right up there for All Ireland's. Um, brought Mead, hadn't won an All Ireland in 20 years, and he, he gave us four and got the five All Ireland finals. But Fergie, probably where he brought United, and you know, the, yeah. the amount of one and just that relentless drive. Cody as well. But uh, look, I'll, I'll stick with Fergie. Yeah, I think yeah. that's fair enough. There's no replacement for him. Mm. Uh, number four. <laughs> Would you rather swim through your town sewage system once or find out that your girlfriend secretly does it every day for fun? Uh, secretly does it? As in she's getting she's getting it off someone else? No, no. no she swims through the, the town sewage system for fun. That's a secret. Or you have to do it once. Um, oh, fuck's sake, lads. I don't... Uh... <laughs> you, you don't have to pass. No, I'll pass. I'll pass that. I'll pass that. I'll pass that. I'd swim through it if there was if there was money. I'd swim through it. <laughs> we could hold it to it. Start a GoFundMe. Uh, if the world was twenty four hours and you were the only one who knew, how would you spend those twenty four hours? God, um, just spend them with family and friends. Um, I don't know about jumping onto a plane, sure. If I jumped onto a plane and went to South Africa, it'd be five or six hours gone there. Uh, <laughs> Time's on. <though. laughs> yeah, just just have a, have, a, have a nice, nice, nice meal and drinks with me family and friends, I'd say. That's nice. What do you, what do, you do, Michael? Yeah, probably go to places. I, I go to places to be locality. I said, it's last time. Said farewell to the local beach and that type of thing. <laughs> local yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the local uh, uh, what's your favourite food to order from a deli? Oh, yeah. Cheers, boys. I don't order from Medelli too much. Um, <laughs> g- g- give me, give me a salad roll there, maybe a brown salad roll with uh, no butter, no mayonnaise, plenty of meat. Um, salad, yeah. Uh, that's it. I wouldn't have had too often with that. Um, cheers. I used to love a breakfast roll back in the day, though. By God, when I was young, lad. <laughs> Fuel, yeah, big time. Pudding and black black pudding has to be black pudding. In it, mother of God, yeah. uh, you can be any nationality other than your current one for a day. Which do you choose? Oh, Italian or New Zealand? That's an easy one. I, I, two of them. I, oh yeah, being Italian, uh, cool as a cucumber, drinking coffee all day every day. Oh, yeah. Um, in the mafia, or I'd be a New Zealander. Yeah, fair enough. That's fair enough. Oh, Jamaican. Jamaican. Yeah. My God. Yeah. Why yeah. Back for a day. Just see how it goes, you know. <laughs> see how it goes. What about yourself, man? I'd be a Maori as well, I'd say. Oh, just yeah. trying to share a size yeah. of them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You can you have an organized wrestling match against any one animal. What animal do you wrestle? <laughs> Where are these questions coming up? Correct. <laughs> um any animal. Python or or maybe a a gorilla. Just take take down the big dog. You know what I mean. Go for, go over the big dog. What's the no point in wrestling with a, a giraffe or something? Uh, a gorilla maybe or or a snake or something. The big python, something yeah. like that. Tricky one. Take okay. him down. Take him down and be the daddy. Take <laughs> a wolf or something. Or a wolf. A, yeah. Mm. Or something. Right. I, I, I like a hyena. I like a hyena as well. I like a hyena. Yeah. Um, mm. something about them. They're they're dirty and they're nasty. They're um, cornerbacks in the animal world. 
They're which? They're the cornerbacks of the animal world. Yeah, they are. They're 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 dirty yokes. They're tough. Yeah. I'd say crocodile. I'd say. Oh, Steve Irwin. Oh yeah. Good, yeah. One. Good one. Good one. Good one. Um, what person, living or dead, would you like to have a foot race against? Um, foot race against. Hmm. Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say it weird. He didn't really look after himself. You're good to hang in this piece now. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Is there meant to be a sport or are they meant to be all sporty? I no, don't know. No, no, no. no that's it. it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, imagination is the key here, I think, with Mark's question. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, who would you race Bill Clinton I'd say oh that's a good one the choose your battles who? here Bill Clinton alright yeah or Hillary yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. nice <laughs> Mickey where could I find roofing for a dog shed <laughs> Roger Bridge County Westmead <laughs> thanks man. Mickey it's been a pleasure we conclude our podcast with it's funny you mentioned Liam Dunn uh, I crossed oh, the line Jesus. yeah we pick a random line from his book at the end. So uh, you have number page number one to 286 uh, and we read a paragraph from it. Uh, so give us a number between one and 286. Oh God, I hope he talks about a few bottles of Heineken in the fridge here. Um, uh, 113. 113. So... Over 16,000 turned up to watch the game and Liam Doyle, who by now could hardly move, came over to mark me and chatted away. Whenever the sitter was down the far end of the field about the countless early morning train sessions they had put in, by the end of the match, I was under no illusions about Gerlach Land's success. Their All-Ireland was far from a fluke. Ooh. Every Brilliant. line is a classic. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it's a great book. Jeez, I haven't, I haven't, I don't know where it is. It's knocking around somewhere, but I remember, I remember loving it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When when he came back and got harder of the year and the way he was training on his own again, it was class. I loved it. Yeah, yeah, top man. Well, Mickey, look forward to seeing your book on the shelves because it is going to be a bestseller. I tell you that much for sure. It's been great. Don't know about that, but this. Yeah, boys, thank, thanks, thanks a million for asking me. Oh, Cheers, Mickey. You. You're a legend. Talk thank to you. you soon. I hope. I hope you've enjoyed it, boys. Thanks a million. Yeah, cheers, cheers, mate. Good luck. Look, look after yourself. Yeah, talk soon, lads.